It's Saturday, November 11th, and this is Simple Tech News. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, James Thomas, and this is Simple Tech News, the weekly podcast where we discuss the week's top tech news and stories, offer up our thoughts and opinions, and ask you to chime in on the conversation via Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Simple Tech News and let us know what you're thinking using the hashtag Simple Tech News. Now, I know what you're thinking. I missed last week, too. Uh, for that, I apologize. Trying to nail down this workflow is proving to be much more difficult than I anticipated. But there are a lot of things I want to do with this podcast. Trust me, there are a lot of things in motion, and I do just ask that you bear with me, please. But enough excuses. This is Simple Tech News, and I will make sure it's coming to you every Saturday morning moving forward. So with that, let's get this episode moving, starting with news from Logitech. Logitech announced this week that they will be set shutting down all services for the Harmony Link. Essentially, they're bricking the device and rendering it useless. Now, the Link was a product that they announced in 2011 that allowed customers to use their smartphones and tablets as universal remotes. A newer version has since been released called the Harmony Hub. It's been out for some time and it offers the same features plus a, plus a host of new ones geared towards smart home and internet of things. But now, the, the link worked just fine. I mean, it worked just fine for several customers. Obviously, there's a new one, but people are really upset. I mean, they're really pissed. People have been speaking out on Reddit and social media platforms, voicing their displeasure with Logitech's move here, even going so far as threatening a class action lawsuit. Now, Logitech's original plan to appease potential angry customers was to offer anyone with a link that's under warranty a free upgrade to the new hub. And if your link was outside of the warranty period, you would receive a 35% discount. Well, that wasn't enough. And Logitech is clearly feeling the pressure to do the right thing. And probably, they're probably concerned about the bad PR that would result from a class action lawsuit. So, a few days later, head of Logitech's Harmony division, Rory Dooley, told TheWire.com that he made a mistake. Now, the company's going to be issuing full refunds to anyone that uh, upgraded with that 35% discount, and they're basically, uh, basically offering free upgrades to anyone with Harmony Link devices. They're being pretty lenient about the offer as well. Uh, Dooley himself said, if you send back in the Harmony Link and say, look, I bought this at some point, we'll replace it even if you haven't, haven't connected it to our database. To that, I say bravo. I mean, honestly, it's a situation you could have avoided, but bravo nonetheless. I mean, I totally understand not wanting to continue support for a device that is obsolete in your eyes, but you went about it all wrong. Instead of breaking the device, simply state that support and warranty services are being phased out. I mean, it happens all the time. It's something consumers are used to stomaching, uh, you know, at this point, especially those consumers who are buying cloud control devices. Um, I mean, it happens in the app world all the time, i.e. the Sunrise Calendar app. Thank you, Microsoft. But I mean, it's common sense to me, nonetheless, lesson learned by Logitech here, and they're doing the right thing. Next up, Roku. Uh, now, the company behind the popular line of streaming devices is entering the world of multi-room audio. Last week, Roku acquired Dynstrom, a Danish uh, firm building multi-room audio software. Now, this was reported by Variety.com, and they're saying that Dynstrom employees, along with the, CT, uh, the CTO and the CEO, were listed as Roku employees on LinkedIn back in September. 
the acquisition is reportedly for about 3.5 million and it's interesting here because roku is a major player in the streaming game I mean, some would say they're the top dog. Roku devices, along with things like the Chromecast and Apple TV, are extremely popular. Adding multi-room audio to the mix could create for some interesting home media options. I mean, imagine using your TV as speakers um, or even integrating the smart speaker directly into the Roku box, allowing you to do things like cast audio from a live NFL game uh, throughout your house on a Sunday football party. I mean, that that to me sounds awesome. All these things could be incredibly useful. And in my eyes, it'll be really interesting to see where Roku goes from here and if they can further disrupt the smartphone, the smart home industry. Speaking of acquisitions and LinkedIn, let's pivot to LinkedIn and their parent company, Microsoft. Now, Microsoft, as many people know, acquired LinkedIn last year for a whopping $26 billion with the promise to integrate LinkedIn services within its office suite. Now, this week, we saw one of the first of those integrations with the announcement of Resume Assistant. The assistant lives within Microsoft Word and works uh, by looking at job descriptions used in your existing resume and finding similar examples on LinkedIn. This allows you to potentially create a better description and turn in a more effective resume. Now, Resume Assistant also searches job listings for top skills that may be needed uh, for each of the descriptions. And all these things can be done manually, but you know, it's, it's nice to see this integration into Word using LinkedIn. Most resumes are written in Word anyways. So having another tool besides the, you know, normal prefab uh, templates will be much appreciated. The assistant is only available for Office 365 subscribers at the moment, but it will be available to other users in the coming months. Now, staying with Microsoft, Windows 10 has its own version of AirDrop, allowing for quick file share between PCs. Microsoft introduced Nearshare uh, uh, with the latest insider build of Windows 10. Nearshare allows users to share documents or photos to other PCs nearby using Bluetooth. The Nearshare option will live in the notification center and can also be accessed through the main share function in Windows 10. Now this is uh, clearly very similar to Apple's AirDrop feature and is honestly, it's, it's honestly very surprising that it's taken this long to be added to Windows, uh, but you know, hey, what do I know? I can't imagine the tech behind uh, sending files via Bluetooth is that complicated, but I'm clearly not a developer, uh, so I will just say kudos to you Microsoft. Um, it's another you know feature that'll add some polish to Windows 10. Uh, speaking of file management, it's been really popular this week because Google announced a new app in the Play Store for managing and sharing files called Files Go. Files Go helps users manage and free up space on their phones by finding apps they're not using and files that are just wasting space like duplicate, duplicate downloads or photos. Uh, but as I mentioned, uh, it is also for file sharing. So users can also send and receive files uh, from other nearby Android devices via Bluetooth, a la Apple's AirDrop and the recently announced Windows Nearshare. Uh, the app is currently in beta and is intended for Google's Android Go initiative, but the beta and uh, the application, finished application, will be available to all phones in the near future. Uh, and like Nearshare, it adds some polish and maturity to the operating system. So I've personally downloaded it on my Pixel 2. It works damn good for a beta app. I give it two thumbs up in my opinion. 
Uh, Google is also uh, in the news for a fantastic humanitarian effort, in my opinion, uh, or more precisely, Alphabet, uh, Google's parent company. Alphabet partnered with AT&T and T-Mobile to bring LTE connectivity to the hurricane-devastated Puerto Rico last month. Well, they've announced that project. The Project Loon balloons uh, have delivered uh, internet to 100,000 residents. Clearly, I mean, in this situation, communication, uh, not only with family and friends, but emergency responders is critical. So it's great to see companies like this come together and help in times of need. However, even though a thousand, a hundred thousand is a large number, Puerto Rico has a population of around 3.5 million. So there's plenty uh, left to do. There's tons of help that's still needed, and it will likely be needed for years. So if you're interested in helping, just Google Puerto Rico Relief or uh, my personal recommendation, search UNICEF Puerto Rico uh, and help children and mothers devastated by the recent events in Puerto Rico. Uh, Lastly, with Google, they have published updates to the Pixel 2 XL to help with the display issues. The latest software release adds three color options that allow users to increase the saturation of color uh, in the display. Also, recent updates have dimmed the on-screen navigation buttons to reduce the likelihood of screen burn-in. Now, I have the Pixel 2, the 5-inch variant, and have had no display issues uh, whatsoever. Um, And we have actually also received some feedback from one of the listeners of this podcast. His name is Josh Owens, and he has a Pixel 2. Uh, So here's his experience. Take a listen. So I did pick up the uh, Google Pixel XL uh, 2XL. Uh, picked it up Tuesday. I personally haven't had any issues with the screen burning or or retention. Um, I did notice the blue shift when you tilt it sideways, but only after hearing report. And because I never, you know, purposely look at my phone sideways, it's meant to look straight ahead. So that neither one of those have been any issues. Um, I do notice, of course, it's obvious, the, especially in comparison to the other phones, the uh, muted colors. I still have my Pixel 1 as well as the LG G6. Um, and yes, the in comparison, the colors are much more, uh, you know, just washed down. I don't know if about, you know, natural like Google's saying, but they are muted. Um, but that still doesn't, um, you know, change the fact that this is still a very great phone, especially the camera. Thanks for calling in, Josh. Uh, in my opinion, I feel that the display issues with the Pixel 2 XR are a bit over-exaggerated. Yes, there are clearly some important issues. Um, you know, the blue shift, the the screen burning, but some of those issues, they're, they're not as wide-reaching as, 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 as being reported, um, not happening as often. And we are seeing that some of these things can be fixed with software updates. Google has proven that with the vividness of the display. So, personally, I enjoy the smaller Pixel 2, uh, but I'm confident that, that the Pixel 2 XL is a great phone. I wouldn't steer anyone away from it. Um, and if you run into issues, just contact Google. They've got great customer support. Personally, I'm confident uh, that with the acquisition of the HTC team, the third edition of the Pixel phone, that is going to be the greatest Android phone ever made. Possibly the greatest phone ever made. Bye-bye, Apple. You can't claim anything at that point. I know, it is a bold prediction. Kill me if you want to, but trust me, I will stand by it. Come back this time next year. Let's see how that prediction holds up. Uh, But 
we're going to end today's podcast with some more phone news. Yes, we've got a new phone release. It's fall, which means new phones are announced every two weeks. And this time it's a first edition. This time it's the first attempt by Razer. Yes, Razer. And apparently it's a damn good one. Early reviews of the Razer phone are really good to say the least. The phone is built like a tank and packs some really impressive specs. You're talking Snapdragon 835 chip. 8 gigs of RAM. 8 gigs, that's more than some PCs being sold right now. You've got 64 gigs of internal storage that's expandable via micro SD up to 2 terabytes. You've got a dual camera setup on the back, 12 megapixels. You've got an f1.75 uh, wide angle and an f2.6 zoom lens. You've got an 8 megapixel f2.0 shooter on the front. Uh, also on the front, you've got stereo front-facing speakers. It comes with an audio adapter, no headphone jack, but that, uh, that adapter is uh, THX certified. Uh, you've got an integrated fingerprint sensor in the power button, as well as a 4,000 milliamp hour battery with Quick Charge 4. Now, 4,000, come on, that thing is huge. And if that wasn't enough, the flagship feature of the phone is the display. It's a 5.7 inch IGZO LCD panel it's 2560 by 1440 resolution, but but it is a 120 hertz wide color gamut display. Yes, 120 hertz refresh rate on a phone. I mean, this thing, apparently their whole marketing scheme is it's it's built for gaming and those specs, those specs will make that great. But trust me, this thing will be a great all around phone again. This is a first razor. They're known for gaming PCs and peripherals, but early reports that this thing is competing with flagships. It is, it is standing its ground. The camera doesn't seem to be uh, as good. It's not best in class, but everything else about it is. It takes a ton of design cues from the Nextbit Robin, if you're familiar, uh, which makes sense uh, since Nextbit was required by Razer. But the Razer phone, it'll be interesting to see how it competes with Google, LG, Samsung, Apple. It's their first attempt and it's getting a lot of love. I would love to get my hands on one. And trust me, if I do, you will be the first to know. Um, we got some honorable mention mentions this week. Samsung, they've patented a true all screen galaxy phone. Uh, Sonnet released a new external GPU for only 450 bucks. Um, the new, uh, rather not new, the Nintendo switch is finally getting uh, video apps starting with Hulu and Ikea's line of smart lights now work with Alexa and Siri. No Google Assistant love, but you can read more about that and all the other honorable mentions. Just check us out on Twitter at Simple Tech News. And that is it for this episode of Simple Tech News. Razer, Google, Logitech, Roku, Microsoft, all making noise this week in the tech world. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Simple Tech News and let us know, are you buying the Razer phone? What do you think about the polish that's coming to Android and Windows 10? Also, are you a Logitech Harmony Link owner? How do you feel about this whole Link Hub fiasco? Tweet at us. Let us know using the hashtag SimpleTechNews. But thank you again. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. Stay tuned because reviews are coming soon, as well as my strong opinions on some recently released tech gadgets. Spoiler, the Google Pixelbook, in my opinion, is the best computer of 2017. Yes, I said it. Now, stay tuned. This week, I'll tell you exactly why. But once again, I'm James Thomas. This is Simple Tech News. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you all next Saturday. Take care.